Welcome to the Golf Fitness Bomb Squad podcast with Chris Finn, a production of P4S Golf. Welcome to the Golf Fitness Bomb Squad. I'm your host, Chris Finn, and I'm excited today to have a good friend of mine that I've known for quite a while in the golf fitness space, uh, Jonathan Avalos. He is the owner of Athletic Golf Fitness and uh, one of the probably earlier golf fitness, I would call friends that I had. Um, you know, people don't, I and mean, people didn't talk to me before. And then now, <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan and I kind of, we, we hit it off. Uh, we were similar spots kind of early in the business and, and trying to figure out how the heck do we make a living doing what we love. And um, Jonathan, I got to tell you, it's an honor to have you on the, on the show, man. Uh, and just honestly, everyone listening, turn the volume up because this, this guy knows his stuff and it's going to be an awesome, awesome uh, time that we have together. So Jonathan, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks, Chris. Um, you know, I, I've learned a lot from you. So, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to be here, honestly. Um, it's, it's a really privilege. Uh, it's a real privilege, uh, you know, to sit down and uh, and just kind of have a conversation with you. I know both of us are pretty busy, but um, any, anytime I can talk to you, I mean, I'll, I'll make time for it. So happy to be here. Yeah, sure, man. I feel the same way. So I know we were, you know, kind of going back forth what we wanted to talk about. It, you know, it's it's a new year. I think um, you know a lot of the conversation. This is my favorite time of the year, honestly, to go to the gym. And I guess it's kind of a funny slash negative way. I love going to the gym the first like just a general gym the first three, four weeks of the year and just walking on the treadmill and watching the ridiculousness that, that is yep. new, new year, you know, people who come into the gym trying like, and some of the stuff you see is like, Oh, I wonder what TikTok channel that came off of. Uh, but I think one of the big things that is important is goal setting. And I know that's something that you feel real strongly about. You, you work a lot on that with your clients that you work with. Um, you know, give, give me an idea of like, how do you go about like, people listening right now, how do they set a goal? Like, what is a goal? Like, what are good ones? Like, what should they be thinking right now as we get into the, you know, I, we're starting to see some master's commercials, like <laughs> golf fevers slowly starting to ramp up. What should they be thinking about? What should, how should they be thinking about goals coming, uh, you know, into this year? Yeah. You know, I, I think whenever we look at goals, um, we, we can be, we can be pretty audacious and have these kind of like these, levels of expectations that are above what we can realistically accomplish. And so I think the biggest thing is just kind of understanding kind of where you're at. Uh, and I learned this a lot from you as far as kind of setting up a standard of tests to measure and just kind of understand, hey, these are some big areas that we need to look at uh, because either they can help us perform better or they can help us prevent against injuries. Uh, and if we want to get better, I mean, the biggest thing is don't get hurt, right? Um, yeah. That's kind of the quickest way. Generally to a good rule of thumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so just as we start to kind of establish, you know, kind of where you're at, you know, we go through an, uh, we go through an assessment process and just kind of understand like, hey, what are some certain tests or what are some certain specific movements that we need to understand um, where you're, where, you know, where you currently are. are. And, uh, and then from there, kind of start to build out a program as far as where you want to go and then start to work backwards from it. Um, I always joke around with a lot of my clients and kind of use, you know, stupid movies as examples of. You know, we, we don't have to get there all at once, but we have to get there, you know, and it's a process of getting there. And so, you know, coming to America is like one of my favorite movies. And I think you know, the cook is kind of explaining to Eddie Murphy, like, hey, you know what? Like I was on floors, you know, at one point, too. And then I got moved up to fries. And then after that, you know, started making hamburgers. And I think that's how we start to kind of go through the process of like, hey, you know what? We need to have some mobility because we need to be able to move efficiently. Um, and then from there we can start to look at strength and then from there we can start to kind of build up speed and we have 
different tests and different you know tools that I end up using just to kind of determine where you're at. And then we kind of set some standards as far as, you know, how do we get there and what are some habits that we can attach to some of those goals that might help, you know, push the domino that allows the next domino to fall and the next one, the next one, all of a sudden now, you know, you're somebody who isn't, you know, trying to get fit, but you're somebody who works out and fitness is part of you know, what you currently do. That's awesome. So, so what I'm hearing is like to, to package it kind of digestibly here for everybody is step one is figure out the areas that we need to set the goals in. Once we've set those goals that are not like unrealistic, then we can start to worry about the habits and the different things that we start to go after. So is, is that correct? Okay. So let's, so let's start with, let's start with goals, man. Like, like, where do you start with someone? Somebody comes into you, uh, first time, like, you know, blank slate, like what do we do? Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, I use the TPI assessment, um, and and mainly just because it has a a golf fitness handicap. And so I kind of start off with that and say like, all right, this is your golf fitness handicap and this is where we're at. Um, and then I'll end up using a Proteus motion, which we can look at 3D motion and really get some good numbers for you compared to people your age, your body weight. Um, so we kind of look at you from a stability mobility, and then we end up kind of looking at you from a speed and strength aspect. Um, and then from there, we can start to kind of set, you know, establish some goals for you based on those things of like, hey, this is where you're at. And I, I've had, I'll give you an example. I had a client who came in and he's a scratch golfer. And after we did his assessment, I'm like, you don't, you don't deserve to be a scratch golfer based on how you move. Right. Um, and, and so, <laughs> the reality is harsh. <laughs> yeah. And, and you kind of joke around and keep it light, but yeah. you know, usually a lot of it's kind of like, Hey, you know what? You're, you're a golfer in your forties, um, mid forties and you know, you're a scratch golf. And he's really kind of like a, a like a 0.5 really. Um, but you know, Based on where you're at, you're, you're a great golfer, right? And um, But your movement standards are just a little bit lower than we like to see. I mean, a lot lower than we like to see. And then when we put you on strength and speed, we, we kind of notice that you have kind of a low foundational movement of strength. And then also from a speed aspect. Um, so when we start to understand, like, hey, if I'm a betting person, <laughs> there's a certain period where I'm, I'm just going to stop betting on you, right? Of There's a... There's a time where all of a sudden age kind of catches up to us and it's not like you know we lose power you know what is it like 10 yards or every 10 years right does that sound right yeah, about 10 percent. yeah yeah that's yeah. what we've seen in all the numbers yeah so but it's not all at once right it's kind of like almost kind of like it's not like you turn 50 and all of a sudden you're you know 10 miles an hour slower right it's basically <laughs> wake just wake up like, wake up one morning go to bed swinging 100 you wake up swinging 90. <laughs> yeah but there's certain things that kind of give us good signs as far as like hey you know what um, you're a really good golfer, but you know, from a range of motion aspect, we're starting to lose some range of motion. And from a strength aspect, we don't have enough, you know, foundational strength. And, and, you know, therefore, you know, if we start to kind of look at motion and one of the things that's really cool on Proteus is that we start to understand that, you know, people lose, um, like triphasic motion or power, you know, the, the quickest, right? Because we start to kind of like tighten up. It's almost like mm-hmm. uh, old people kind of, you know, we, we add stability onto, you know, dysfunction right yeah um and, and so therefore like you know you could be a good candidate of somebody who's playing really well and all of a sudden you know golf is no longer fun for you anymore or it's just really difficult um and so we we start to kind of understand like hey what are some goals for you and, and it's 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 as easy as looking at where are you at you know do you want to get better do you want to continue to play with your friends and stay on the same tee as them if so 
then we need to start to understand like, hey, what are some you know step ones for you? And that could easily be like, hey, let's just kind of focus on mobility and let's clean this up. And if you're at 25 on your golf fitness handicap, you know, let's cut that in half. You know, and in order to cut that in half, what are some of the things we need to do in order to do that? You know, and it's like, hey, let's let's look at your thoracic you know rotation, let's look at your hip rotation, look look at your neck rotation, let's look at your shoulder rotation. We can kind of clean those up all of a sudden now we can start to add a little bit more mobility or range of motion back to your swing. Um, and then, you know, then we can start to look at, hey, let's see from you from a power test on the Proteus, we can start to look at different numbers on there. And and some of them could be, you know, the one that's the easiest one to look at is kind of what their overall power production is. And so Proteus, what's kind of cool is it almost kind of gives you this like relative strength and speed. And so it'll have like your wattage divided by your weight and that'll give you a goal, right? And mm-hmm. so for most guys who are, who I would say anybody who's, 185 and above weight wise, you know, my goal is to get them at least to a one, you know, one to one. Usually for my my juniors who are a lot wider, you know, it's easy that they're like at a 1.3, you know, right. just, just a lot. And so we start to kind of look at some relative strength and relative numbers for them and just start to actually put like a number to it, you know, versus like, how you know, how's your training going? Like, it's good. I feel better. And, and that's, that's great. But like, how do we get, how can we truly assess that and have some KPIs behind that? And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that I learned from you, um, you know, when we first kind of worked together and you was disestablishing some numbers and saying, Hey, these are some numbers that we can kind of look at and let's see, let's, let's beat these numbers and let's turn it into a game and say, Hey, um, you know, it's not just a matter of like feeling better, but it's, if performance is our goal, then there's numbers we can track and, and that correlate directly to, performance sure yeah and i think that's that's so cool to hear that you're putting numbers to because that's i mean the research that, that we've done definitely relative strength relative power is is one of the key metrics to when you're looking at longevity not getting hurt you know injury prevention those sorts of things and um so that's that's really cool that you're measuring it because i think and i think that's everyone listening like take notes <laughs> it, it, it does matter you know you know the you know to your point i guess Explain like what you mean when you say, I think a lot of people listening may not understand, like you said, older people, like we add stability to dysfunction. Like, like what does that mean? What does that look like? How, how does the typical person do that? Likely like unknowingly, like, like they're hurting themselves and they don't even know it. Like, like how does that happen? What does that look like? Yeah. You know, I think like, um, probably, you know, a good example is like if, um, if I was walking on ice, how I kind of just, I would. I wouldn't walk at the same pace. I would have to kind of stiffen up, you know, to create a little bit of stability. You know, I think that's kind of an easy way of kind of looking at when we start to lose some, um, when we have uncontrolled motion, all of a sudden now we start to kind of stiffen up and tighten up and all of a sudden we start to lose motion. Um, Like another example is like, have you ever, I have some older clients in here and whenever I talk to them, it's like they don't just turn their whole body around. It's like they have to like kind of like waddle, you know, to get over towards me, you know, and there's a time, it's like a, a period of time for them to kind of get over towards me. And I'm like, all right, you know, if, 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 that, if that's how you have to like, you know, move your body and orient your body just to like, you know, turn, you know, five degrees to look at me, how do you think that's going to happen? Like in a golf swing, like, what do you think is going to happen there? Not repeatedly. Uh, I'll tell you that. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I think just like over time, you know, we just start to add a little bit of dysfunction or, or compensation on, on top of things. Right. Um, and, you know, I think the easiest thing is for most people in the gym is that, you know, we tend to do things that we're good at in the gym. And and so I always feel bad. And, and whenever I first write programs, I'm like, a lot of these things, like 80% of the stuff you're not going to like to do. And they're like, why is that? And I'm like, 
because you're not doing it. That's why you're here. You know, yeah. the majority of this you're, you're, you're not going to feel good about this 80% of the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, you know, I have some guys and, you know, I have this one guy and he's like this big, strong dude. And he was like, you know, trap bar deadlift, you know, like 500 pounds, did a lot of CrossFit. And, and I'm like, you're in better shape than me. I, you know, <laughs> I yeah. should be asking you questions right now. Um, but the big, the big thing about it is like a golf club isn't very heavy, right? And so mm-hmm. all of a sudden, we just got to understand that like what our goal is, if it's a performance goal, then it, then our training needs to kind of fall in line with the performance um, plan. And so, you know, if you want to get stronger and bigger, that's good. But, you know, when we start to kind of put these goals together, we I think we have to understand that there's, you know, there's one priority and there's a lot of different goals that kind of help kind of tie in to get us to that area. But the hardest thing is I'll, I'll see some people and they're like, I want to get big. I want to get strong. I want to get lean. I want to get fast and I want to prevent injury. Like, okay, that's great. Um, you know, let's figure out which one of those we want to establish first and kind of work towards that. And then, and then we can build on that. You know, eventually our goal is to get you faster and stronger, right. And have you moving better. Um, but we have to kind of lay, lay down some foundational work here first uh, in order to get there. And so, um, you know, if you're if you're getting older, I mean, one of the things is we're going to lose power, unfortunately. Um, like I, I remember hearing this uh, podcast on Mike Boyle and he was kind of talking about how he had this the women's Olympic volleyball team in. And he had some clients over there and they're like, Mike, we're upset with you. And he's like, what's the matter? And he's like we've been training with you for years and like, we don't have butts like that. And he's like, all right, well, like when was the last time <laughs> that's you, hilarious. <laughs> when was the last time you were like sprinting and jumping? And they're like, Oh, probably like in our like mid twenties. And, and it was kind of interesting. Cause I started to, th- I started to think about that. And I was like, usually like once you start to have kids, you know, they steal your life really. Um, once you do, like all of a sudden, a lot of the records. I have three. I can attest to that. <laughs> I have a puppy, and he's just hijacked our whole entire family's you know time right now, and it's it's insane. But you, you start to kind of you know lose out on some of these recreational sports that you played, you know, where you were kind of jumping, sprinting, moving fast, doing things that are pretty powerful, right? Um, and and then that starts to then show up in training, and that we're not doing like any kind of jumps, or we're not moving as fast as we could, and over time you know, that that's how we kind of end up where we're at. And, you know, that's kind of usually what I end up telling people is that like, hey, what, you know, what got you here won't get you there. And that a lot of the skill and performance you had was great. You still have skill. And that's why you're still a good golfer. It's just the performance side of things is starting to kind of drift a little bit. Um, And if we don't, you know, bring that back up to a good standard, then all of a sudden, you know, you might compensate with some of the things you do from a skill standpoint. Um, and so, you know, I think a lot of it is just kind of tying in a, lo- a lot of those different things with people and just kind of understanding like, Hey, I got s- some clients that are like these high achievers and, and I'm like, you know, you know, and it's great. Like your ego kind of put you in position to accomplish a lot of things, right? Yeah. you know, and, and I don't think we need to set, you know, you keep your ego because that's going to allow you to then continue to, to set some good standards and for fitness. It's just that certain things we need to put aside. And just kind of understand that, um, like, you're not going to work through back pain. Like, maybe we need to do some mobility drills first, um, or maybe we need to, you know, kind of do some resets and kind of kind of get your body, you know, prime before you end up going and working out and trying to, you know, not hit PRs on every single workout. You know, and the stack system is great because you know it's like a game. It's like, all right, this is my number. Let me beat it, and that's great. 
Um, but instead of trying to hit PRs, I think sometimes we need to develop, you know, work on more of the development part of it of strength and speed and mobility and just kind of and just good movement overall. Um, and I know this is a little bit all over the place, um, which, which kind of ties into some goal setting. But I, I think the biggest thing is is just trying to have a clear vision for where you want to go, mm -hmm. and, and yeah. kind of knowing that like, hey, you know, like I need to have like some some margins that kind of keep me within me being hurt and and me being able to achieve my you know goals and just kind of knowing that like, hey, this is a busy season for me. Like maybe you know I I need to kind of adjust appropriately or just kind of know that like, hey, I wanted to get here in eight weeks maybe it's going to take me 12 to 16 and that's right. perfectly fine as long as you get there and continue to work towards it. But I think sometimes it's like, Hey, in the first two weeks didn't go how I had it planned. And now I'm going to compensate by like pushing through it and doubling up on my workouts for the next two weeks to make and up time. And then you're sore and then you skip workouts. And then, yeah. Yeah. And, and you're like, you know, you might be worse than you when you started off. Exactly. Um, so if we take, I mean, you've given a great like overview of everything. Like let's, let, if we took, I don't know, let's take a 60 year old golfer who comes in, let's say their mobility on you evaluate them, let's say their mobility sucks, right? Like what's an example of a goal and how you'd help them set for like just improving, I don't know, pick, pick a joint that you see a lot. I don't know. <laughs> let's say that joint, that joint sucks. What's one goal? Like how would you help that client set that goal? Because I know just from, you know, all the golfers we work with pretty much nine and a half out of 10 people listening right now, are going to fail something mobility wise. So how would we set that goal for them coming into this year? Yeah. You know, I, I, and that's a great question. So I, I have, um, output, which basically has like a goniom goniometer on it and you can end up kind of putting it on and just kind of looking at what someone's range of motion is. So we'll just, a lot of times we'll just kind of get a good like eye view of like where that's at. And then we can actually just put that on and say, Hey, you know what, you're at you know, 12. Okay. Yeah. You know, and, and just kind of saying like, okay, what are some things that might have gotten you to a 12, you know, if you had good mobility before? Um, and so if they do a lot of things like, you know, sitting down at a desk, you know, I'll kind of tell them like, hey, these are bad examples, but I, I use them. So I'll, I'll tell you, but I'm like, hey, you know, think of yourself like a smoker when you're at work, like you got to go take a smoke break every, you know, 45 minutes. And so set, you know, set alarm or something on your phone where basically you're just kind of moving a little bit more and not just kind of being in a, in, in just a seated position all the time. Uh, and that could easily be from like, you know, going from like a standing desk or just kind of like walking around a little bit, or maybe even in that, you know, you're a professional sitter. So maybe like in for 15 minutes or for five minutes, we can carve out some time and just do some mobility drills, like some cars, or you can get a lacrosse ball and kind of like, you know, work on some soft tissue stuff in between, you know, meetings if you needed to. Um, and I think those are some easy kind of low hanging fruit that you can end up, you know, going after. Um, but I think as we kind of look at low hanging fruit, we got to like identify, like, let's, let's put you under the right tree first. Right. And then let's see, like, what are some simple things we can do? And, and then we can also look at some from a hip mobility and just kind of understand like certain muscles that help kind of, you know, would help assist with that. So like, I, I think of like obliques are always great in kind of working on some like cross connect roles and like, you know, doing some resets um, just to kind of help out with alignment and position. And, and then from there, that's going to help, you know, make some of that mobility change a little bit easier. And so kind of stacking on some active, you know, activation work with some mobility drills or some breathing drills. Yeah. Uh, you know, so are those, are those low hanging fruits? Is that like the beginning of the habit creation? Like, I, I, like how do you transition from like, Hey, 
So they come in, they see you, they get their golf fitness score. They're let's say their hips suck, right? So you're all right. We're setting a goal on the hip. You mentioned some low hanging fruit. How do, and how do we then transition? So you know, I think you said they're let's say they're at a twelve. I'm assuming you set a goal of whatever the number is objectively, so that it's not just feel. But then where like where does that transition to like let's start building a habit? Like let's let's accomplish this goal. Is that is that a lot of, like the low hanging fruit stuff yeah. that you're talking about? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so I use an app. So basically the majority of people that end up coming to see me, sorry, you can hear my dog barking right there. Oh, That's fine. <laughs> we're, we're a dog friendly podcast. He is a terrorist <laughs> right now in our family. Um, but, um, usually, so when someone comes and sees me, a lot of the clients I end up kind of working with are a little bit of a hybrid model. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they come in, we end up kind of going through their assessment process and then, um, we set we set up goals and then basically I give them a plan. And basically as we kind of go through that plan, a lot of it's just kind of asking them questions and just trying to understand like what's realistic for them. Right. And so I'll say like, Hey, like how much time do we have? Like, Oh, I can do, you know, 45 minutes every single day. And I'm like, Hey, let's, you know, out of 45 minutes, you know, how confident do you feel like you could achieve that? And they're like, yeah, probably like an eight. And I'm like, what is we did 30 minutes? You think you could be a 10? Perfect. Like, you can be a 10. Perfect. And then from there, it's just kind of understanding like, you know, what can I easily commit to and start to, you know, start to knock out as far as like, Hey, if I, you know, if this is my main goal, let me just do like, you know, at least 10 minutes every single day of hip mobility. Um, and, and like I said, a lot of it's just trying to establish, like, let's put you under the first, let's put you under the right tree and understand that like, Hey, this is an issue for you. Um, and then let's give you some easy drills. And some of those easy drills just might be like, let's, let's test, see what changes occurred and then retest and kind of know like, Hey, you know, if you do this, you know, this hopefully will be your outcome, you know, in a month from now. Um, and so we kind of give them some different drills just so they can have a little bit more of a buy-in and kind of believe like, Hey, I can actually change this and improve it. Um, and therefore like, let me just kind of knock out, you know, 10 minutes and, and, a lot of times, you know, it is more of like, hey, our goal would be to like improve your whole entire golf fitness handicap and get you to cut that in half. Um, but if you have really bad hips and a really bad thoracic spine and your back is hurting all the time, you know, let, let's do, you know, 20 minutes. You know, we can commit to that at least three, day, you know, three days out of the week. I mean, our goal is to do more. Well, if, if that's our starting point, then that's our starting point. Yeah, that's great. And you get, I'm sure. And then you, you stack the little wins and then the little wins equal big ones. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, like, you know, I heard this podcast and it was kind of like, you know, there's a, there's a certain point, like you're going to either be like for my junior juniors, it's kind of like Tiger Woods. And it's like, all right, like, let's go and be aggressive and be strong and powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's going to get you to the next stage of your, you know, performance. Um, it, and for some of my like older clients, like I'm kind of like, Hey, we're, we're like Michael Jordan with the fadeaway right now. Like we're just trying to make some adjustment, right, to our game. Yeah. And and we're not. It doesn't mean that we have to be like you know three sixty dunking on people and right. you know, putting our finger in their face. Um, but like you know, it could easily just be like, hey, this is the next phase of my training, and it's going to be focused more on mobility. Um, and that might end up being like, hey, let me do some stretching before I go and hit balls, like yeah. hit balls. Um, and I have a lot of clients that are using the stack system, um, which is great because it kind of you know, it kind of forces you to take time and it graphs everything. And it's like this, it's like this game. Um, but I'm like, Hey, you know, that that's just like a workout, you know, and there's stress that's going to be applied to your body. So like, you know, let's just kind of know that, you know, there, there's always in golf, there's, you know, there's, there's some offsets that we need to kind of understand, you know? And so this is one of the offsets to some of the stress that you're going to apply to your body. And if we're going to be 
swinging as fast as we can. Let's do some things that might either prep us or help us kind of speed up that recovery process a little bit sooner. Um, and then, you know, hip mobility is our goal. You know, let's just make sure that we're not tightening our hips up because we're swinging, you know, out of our shoes. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, a lot of it's just kind of like, I think more than anything else, um, you know, what you do really great is, you know, in collecting all the data is like, this is our feedback, you know? Um, but I think a lot of times, it, you know, in being able to accomplish goals, it's like, what's our feed forward? Like, what's, you know, like, how can I build on top of all these things? And I think a lot of it's kind of like, hey, let's test, retest. Um, let's figure out, like, what are some things that you like to do? And, and let's incorporate some of those and, and kind of have that with a little bit more of an emphasis on um on positions that might end up incorporating more hip mobility, you know, so like if you like doing chops, let's do chops from like a half kneeling position. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, as we start to kind of look at programming different things, like there's lots of different ways, you know, just like, like, you know, we can get them to eat some vegetables with, you know, sneaking it in. Harder than you'd think. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But no, that's awesome. I mean, so basically to summarize, it sounds like step one is figure out, where you know the, the analogy you use is you know which which tree do you need to be under right what, what's the tree that you wanna that we start with where's where are the issues and then look at starting to set some goals you know that are obviously measurable it sounds like you do a ton of measuring and data which I love obviously I'm a geek we are one we are one in, in spirit um, and then you know and then really it sounds like the low you mentioned low hanging fruit and kind of setting those goals and even if like to your point like start stacking those goals shorter smaller you know get them the smaller wins and those stack to the, to the bigger ones. So that's, that's awesome. So hopefully, you know, all of you guys listening, like, like take this to heart, but maybe go back and re-listen to this one more time and have your notebooks out, take, take some notes. Cause I think this is so important as we, you know, go in starting any program, regardless of time of the year, whether it's off season, if it's in season um, and you're going to continue to readjust and, you know, once you hit a goal, set the next one, right. And, and continue to, to, to move those forward and, and move your career forward. And, uh, I think I love the also the other uh, kind of nugget that you dropped was you're not, you know, when you're 65, your goal is going to be a little different than when you're 16 in, in terms of, <laughs> are you, you know, what, what sort of, I think you use the basketball analogy, you know, are you, are you 360 dunking or you just trying to, you know, maybe, you know, some, not something a little less aggressive, but, you know, still impressive and, and still effective. So, um, Jonathan, I can't thank you enough for being on the, on the pod today. Where can people follow you, keep up with you, if you know, get in touch with you if they want to, if they want to learn more about uh, you at Athletic Golf Fitness? I think I think right now um, I'm probably most on Instagram. So if you just go to Athletic Golf Fitness on Instagram, you'll find a lot of my you know posts and information there. So um, awesome, man! Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you, man. Cool. Yeah, man. I no, appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'll definitely have you on again. Uh, you know, as we get in later into the year, and uh, you know, like I said in the beginning of the pod, it's just always awesome to hang out with you. Just honored to have you on the on the show and. Uh, thanks so much for being here with us and uh, for everyone listening. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, giving us your, giving us your time. Hopefully uh, Jonathan was able to uh, diffuse a few, a uh, few bombs for you in terms of doing some wasting your time. This, this, <laughs> this uh, beginning of the year, you know, set goals the right way, accomplish them, stack those little wins and uh, let's have a, have a great season as, as we go into the, to the new year. So thanks again for everyone hang, hanging out with us and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.